torn rubbish sacks that pirouetted in the sky like the ghostly spirits of retail folly. Maverick weather was becoming the norm across the globe. We'd all learnt that by now, and we were already frustrated by its theatrical attention-seeking, the sheer woe of its extremes. Cause and effect. Get used to the way A leads to B. Get used to living in interesting times. Learn that nothing is random. Watch out for the tipping point. Look behind you. Perhaps it's been and gone. Psychic revolution. Worlds upended. Interrogations of the status quo. The eternal proximity of hell. Subjects close to my heart at this point. Popular wisdom declares that it's a mistake to make major changes in the wake of a catastrophic event in one's personal life that you should stay close to your loved ones, or in their absence, to those best placed and most willing to hold your hand through the horror show of your new, reconfigured life. So why, in the aftermath of my accident, had I so obstinately done the opposite? I was so sure when I made it that my decision to quit London was the right one, arrived at after a cool mental list of pros and cons. But my Chagall maiden dreams and the restlessness that infected me seemed evidence of another less welcome possibility. That once again I had banjacked my own life as thoroughly and as definitively as only a professional psychologist can. My brain working overtime with denial was a sick centrifuge operating at full tilt. In the mornings, the modest skyline of Hadport fizzes gently with coastal fog, which, pierced by the first light, can take on a metaphysical cast. There's a spritz of bright air meeting water, of delicate chemical auras dancing around one another before mingling and ascending to the stratosphere. Conservative-minded angels, conscious of their celestial pension constraints and forced to relocate, might choose a town like this to spend their sunset years. So might my once energetic and cultured father, if he'd kept his marbles long enough to leaf through brochures about retirement complexes, instead of Alzheimering his way into a nursing home to spend his waking hours watching Cartoon Network and drooling into a plastic bib. As sorry an end for a former diplomat as can be imagined. If you venture out early enough, you can taste the sharp tang of ozone in your mouth. Decent parking... My practical-minded pre-la-la father would have said if he'd accompanied me on my morning sorties along the gum-studded pavements of my new hometown. Useful in your situation, Gabrielle. Later in the day, his high opinion might downgrade itself a notch. Hadport, being near the Channel Tunnel, has a high quota of illegal immigrants and asylum seekers. The bed-and-breakfast population the shallow-rooted underclass about which the courier opines on behalf of heritage citizens who have graduated from compassion fatigue to a higher realm of pathological resentment, which the paper's editorials refer to as justified indignation. As the day rolls itself out, the litter bins fill and then erupt with Starbucks beakers, gossip magazines, buckled beer cans, burger cartons gaping open like polystyrene clams, the husks of what nourishes the British soul. With dusk come mangy foxes slinking out to scavenge in the drilling heat. In my new life, I spend most weekends two kilometres outside town, 
beyond a network of clogged arterial roads and mini roundabouts. Skirt the brownfield site along East Road, past the Sleepeasy Warehouse, the Souls Harbour Apostolic Church, the fuel cell plant, and a construction rumoured to be generating a pioneer high-rise pig farm. Turn right by the giant pylon, which from a certain angle appears to straddle, rodeo-like, the world of leather, and you'll spot a discreet signpost to my place of work. Somebody should probably have taken a wrecker ball to it long ago. Built in the early 20th century, the white mansion, seen through the electrified perimeter fence, resembles a decrepit cruise ship marooned amongst clusters of monkey puzzles, cypress and spiky palms. Edwardian Gulfstream trees. Once a hotel for convalescents prescribed sea air, its white brick facade and scattered outbuildings are zigzagged with cracks like ancient marzipan.